Welcome back to the Forex Beginner Podcast. It's your boy Calvin, the new trader. We are here live today. This is the first sit-down interview. And if it's a sit-down interview, it means it has to be somebody special. So ladies and gentlemen, y'all been asking for this guest. Uh, he's from Detroit, Michigan, ladies and gentlemen. All the way to the trade, O to the five. Mr. Doyle is in the building. Doyle, what's popping, bro? What's going on? How you feeling, I'm man? feeling good, man. It's a Welcome. good day. Welcome. Thank you. You're listening to the Forex Beginner Podcast with Calvin the New Trader. On this podcast, you'll get daily motivation, encouragement, and Forex trading tips as Calvin the New Trader shares his journey with you. So honored to have you, bro. And um, I want to say this, man. When you hear that from Detroit, Michigan, to sunny Miami, South Florida, whatever people want to call it, when you think of that, is it surreal? Is it like how do you feel when you think about that? <laughs> man, um, the first six months being out here, I was like, man, I made it. But then it's like, okay, you still gotta pay bills. So like you gotta just keep your foot on the gas. So the first six months, I was freaking out. Like I was just sitting on my couch, like, man, you really done did it. Like you created something, you 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 try to figure out what worked, what didn't work in the market. Now you're just on another level, but you gotta still be humble. Don't feel like you just you don't have to keep making money. You know what I'm saying? So like after the six months, I'm like, okay, I'm here. Like, let's just let's get to work, let's get to the next level. So yeah. So Forex. <laughs> this is the Forex Beginner Podcast, and yes, we was sir. talking pre-show offline about just the difference in where you're at now, right? Mm -hmm. And how Forex is more, it's your investment vehicle, you yes, know? Sir. It's not like I need this to live now, you know? That has definitely gotten you to that point, but now you're a businessman. Yes, sir. Entrepreneur. Taking care of people. Yes, sir. Cutting paychecks. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> man. <laughs> All this at 25 years of age. Yeah. How does it feel, man? It's hard to, it's really hard to explain. I'm not going to lie. Like sometimes like I'll be seeing people in Miami that run up to me, I'll watch your YouTube videos or I'm in your Discord and I'll just be like, man, like I'm just honored to even be in this position because I'm 25 doing something bigger than me, you know? So I can't really explain. I really have no words. I'm just humble and just want to just keep going, keep reaching people so I can help other people because I'm already in a position where I'm good. Like I don't need anything for anybody. I just want to help people get to the next level. So it's just surreal. I can't even explain it, honestly. I just, every day I just go grateful and just try to be better from yesterday, you know? So, yeah. When you hear the words Jefferson and Connors, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what does that bring to mind? Jefferson and Connors. Yeah. Oh, man. What comes to mind when you hear that name? Factory. <laughs> Factory. <laughs> uh, Jefferson and Connors, man. Um, I grew up um, on the east side of Detroit. I live in the west side of Detroit, but mainly on the east side of Detroit. And my dad helped me get that job. That's um, It's a factory right there on Jefferson and Connors. He helped me get that job. And that was one of my first factory jobs ever. I don't work numerous of factory jobs, but that was one of my first ones. And um, man, I went back over there. I made a YouTube video. I went back over there. I did like a $1,000 giveaway to somebody that watched my YouTube channel. Just gave away $1,000. When I was over there, it was just like, wow, like, I can't believe I used to work here. 
Like, it was just, I didn't go inside the building, didn't talk to nobody. I was just sitting outside and I was just like, man, like, I can't believe, like, this really happened. Like, because that was like four or five years ago. So it was just, I don't know. The, the Jefferson Encounters, it bring back a lot of memories of just like going to work, getting off work, studying. Okay, let me just focus on this. Let me focus on that. Let me just try to not make the journey so miserable because I hated the job. So it was just, it's crazy that, because I'm going back over there when I go back home. I'm gonna go back home in a few months. I'm gonna go back over there and probably go inside and talk to the guy that I used to work with. So yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy when I go over there. I'd be like, man, I can't believe I did this. Crazy. For real. So do you ever hear from like some of the people you were running with in Detroit or some of the people you grew up with? Do you hear from them now? Um, yes and no. So when I, when I graduated from high school, I went off to college. I went to Western Michigan University. It's like two hours away. Um, and I kind of met some new friends in college. Now the friends that I had in Detroit, um, I kind of talked to him a little bit, but like you kind of stray away as you get further in life. You just, just people just fall off. Yep. Um, but the people in college, um, I still talk to a few in college, but I mainly kind of cut off people because I was so focused on my journey and I really didn't want to just any outside noise, any opinions. So I just wanted to just focus on me. I didn't want to worry about anybody else. So um, far as like talking to like old friends, I kind of talk to them, but like as life goes on and you grow, you outgrow people. And it's, that's just a sad part because you want them to grow, but yep. they don't grow. So yep. it just, it's kind of, it kind of hard, hard to like watch my old friends still do the same stuff and they see me doing great. And I'll be like, man, come on. Like you got to do something different. What we've been doing is not working. So, um, I kind of talk to them a little bit, but I, I just stay focused on my vision, my goal. So I don't really speak too much on, um, people yeah. um, that I grew up with. It's just, that's just how it is. Sadly. You know, a lot of people will look at you right now. Like, man, this young cat done changed his life. He was working at a factory. You know, we know Detroit as being a factory yeah. town, city, right? Automotive. Yeah. Like this, this young cat done changed his life. He driving this amazing vehicle, right? He in <laughs> Miami living his life, right? Yeah. He trading, he free, right? Uh, you know, a person would look at that and be like, man, he got it going on. But how hard is it to... You, <laughs> you know. You know what I mean? you yeah, know. yeah, 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 yeah. You know, man. But like, how you know. hard is it? Because I think people don't understand that. Like you just said, you had to cut some people off. Yeah. Because they don't see the bigger vision. They want to do the same thing. Just explain, like, how hard is it when you in that? Like, yeah. we ain't talking about Doyle here, here, right? It's easy to cut people off when you arrive. But yeah. we talking about when you when you first said, man, I see a, a, a bigger vision here. Yeah. You know, this digital space. Mm -hmm. Money's moving differently. You know what man, I mean? We in a different era. We in a whole different era. Like, yeah. how hard is it to make that decision when you want better for yourself in that moment to say, man, yeah, man, I, I probably can't pick up the phone for Tommy. I can't talk to Davon. Man, I'm going to be honest with you, bro. Like, I'm just going to keep it a thousand with everybody on here. You got to be selfish sometimes. You got to put yourself first. Um, like, of course, I want to talk to my family. Of course, I want to pop out and have fun and let's do this, let's do that. But it's just like, man, like, I'm going to be old one day. Like, I'm going to be 35. Like, <laughs> and I'm thinking about this at 19, 20. Yeah. Like, I'm going to be 35 one day. So I got to... I got to think about my future. I have to do something right now. So when I get in my thirties, I'm not tripping about bills or anything like that. So honestly, like it wasn't that hard for me to just focus on me because I really was going to put myself first before anybody else. After I'm good, then I can bless other people, but yeah. I can't do that if I'm not good. So it wasn't really that hard for me to just say, you know what, let me just block out the noise, the ladies, the clubbing, the partying, the people that's not really on anything. It wasn't that hard. I'm not going to lie. Well, that's just for me. That only applies to me, but it wasn't really hard for me to um, I get rid of people and just focus on my journey. It really wasn't. 
Yeah. So, yeah. So you said, you know, publicly that you really like anti-social. Like you're not really like <laughs> being around a lot of people, right? Man, listen. <laughs> so you made that known. But my question is, <laughs> and it seems weird for some people because they like, what you do? You know, you got a Discord, you talk to people all the time, yeah. but people don't under, you know, they don't really understand that there's a difference there. Yeah. But um, with that being said, right? Mm -hmm. Um, like, even though you are like that, mm -hmm. and we have those tendencies, is that what kind of drew you to Forex when you heard about it? Like, Absolutely. I don't gotta talk to nobody, Listen. I don't gotta depend on nobody. So, so once I found out that you don't have to deal with nobody <laughs> to trade, I was all in. I'm like, I'm all in. Yeah. Like, let's just sign me up. Yeah. Because like I am a social person when I'm comfortable with you, but I don't trust people. I don't mm. trust anybody. I have to be, I have to feel you out a little bit. I gotta see how you move first before I even wanna work with you. Even like when you reach out to me, I'm I like, okay. Out a lot. You reached out to me. <laughs> you reach, I'm like, okay, like he's like a cool dude, but I don't know him like that. Let me see, okay, let's see if he's gonna be consistent. Cause like I don't work with everybody. I don't, yeah. I gotta see if you, you can hold it down on your own. You're not trying to use other people to grow your platform. You, you can build on your own. Mm. So I just see what people do first. I'm like, okay, let me just chill out. Let's see what he gonna do first. And then I agree to do something. So I'm kind of like, I, I go into everything with discernment. Like, okay, I, I don't know. Like, should I do that or not? I gotta be careful. Cause like, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm a celebrity, but I still have to move a little bit differently than how I was in Detroit. So I just be very careful. I'm very strategic on what I do, who I talk to, who I do business with, so. I like that, man. Yeah. Ooh, I like, where does that come from? <laughs> like, I'm trying to figure out. Cause bro, like you got such an old soul to you, man. Yeah. Um, like, is that your dad's wisdom in you, uncles, big, like, older cousins? Like, where does that come it's from? It's a little bit of everybody that was around me when I was young. My, my mom, my, my dad, um, my grandma, shout out to my grandma, um, my older cousins. Like, they just showed me, like, okay, you need to stop acting like you're a kid. Like, grow up. Like, even if you're 16, grow up because you want, eventually you're going to have a family. You're going to have a wife that you got to take care of. You got you to gotta do these things. You got to be a man. Yeah. Okay, so, like... Honestly, the wisdom really just came from people just speaking good things to me when I needed to hear it at that time. You know, like people can get wisdom to them, but it might be too late. You might be 35 trying to get wisdom. Not nothing wrong with that, but when you get people with like good wisdom at a younger age, mm -hmm. they tend to make better decisions. So I just feel like people just around me at the right time, telling me the right things, and I just ran with it. I wasn't one of those people that was just like, Oh, you, 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 oh, you don't know what you're talking about. No, I'm right there listening to all my grandma's stories. Like, okay, tell me, like, what happened? Like, I want to yeah. hear all of that. I'm soaking it in and I'm applying it. So that's fine. Yeah, I, I, I listen to all the people that's older than me. I'm always soaking in game. I would not act like I know everything. I won't. What's your spiritual life like? <laughs> Man, everybody asks me. Yeah. Um, I'm very spiritual. Um, I'm not really into religion like that. I just believe in connecting with yourself, figuring out what's your purpose in this life. Um, I'm just really spiritual. I do a lot of meditation. I like being alone, um, drink a lot of water. Like, I'm just, I don't know. Like, I just, spirituality, I don't like speaking on that because, you know, religion and spirituality is kind of like, it's a thin line. So yeah. I don't like speaking on stuff like that. But um, I, I truly believe in connecting with yourself. Yeah. Like, you will know, you, you have the answers, you just got to tap in, mm -hmm. you know? So, yeah. So I'm gonna say on that. I like that. So with that being said, like, was that kind of like the journey in Forex? So you started, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, you started out, got introduced to IM Academy. Mm -hmm. And um, if you want to, you can kind of go like over that journey, but you got introduced to IM Academy. Mm -hmm. um, and then you started by purchasing some course. I think you got like two course. Yeah. One course by Fibs Don't Lie. Or Fibs something. Don't yeah. Lie. And mm -hmm. then uh, by Daniel Savage. Yeah, about Daniel Savage okay. course. And then after that, I, I did trial and error, see, okay, 
what is working, what is not working. Okay, mm -hmm. I traded Fibs. I like Fibs. I, that's why I was preaching at the beginning of my channel. I like Fibonacci. Making some money from it, tweaking the strategy just to make it a little bit better. But I was only seeing the market one way. Like, you got to be flexible. So I'm like, okay, what, what can I do to be more flexible in the market to the point where I'm not just looking for a Fibonacci 62% or a 70%? I need to be... I need to be versatile in the market. Yeah. So that's when I implemented supply and demand. And um, after that, like it was just, let's just critique supply and demand more and more until it makes more sense to me. And then that's when I just start going all in on supply and demand, ditch fibs. And then, I mean, that really just got me to the next level. Yeah. So, so you spoke about on your YouTube channel how, you know, well, let me back up. You mm -hmm. were talking about how you're very in tune with being one with yourself, right? Yeah. And do you think like that was kind of like, that like kind of bled over into how you approach forex like absolutely how does this make me feel when i do this how does that yeah. make me feel when i do like that? i did a lot of documentation it's so much you can document on youtube you can't really show everything like i can show you like like maybe a year after i started trading or little bits and pieces but when you're alone that's that's really where the self-work is at mm -hmm. so um yeah like when i was like having like bad days in the market or i would lose some money i'd be like okay what did i do wrong how was i feeling that day like, okay, did I rush into this trade? How, like, what happened yesterday? Am I dealing with any personal problems? Because that's gonna make, that's gonna cause you to do like risky stuff and like lose money. So yeah. um, I really just did a lot of documentation. And I, and honestly, me being alone a lot made me really be more comfortable with my trading style, how I trade, how I approach every single setup. It's just, once trading become a part of you, you would know what to do in the market. Like, you don't even have to question yourself. Like, even though sometimes I do question my setups, but I still have confidence and belief in myself. Like mm -hmm. I, I just know, like okay, if I if I make this decision in the market, I'm willing to pay the consequences, and I trust myself, so I'm gonna just do it. Yeah, so, yeah, that's so, powerful. Self development is really is something that people got to do before they even feel like they should be profitable. Like you got to really know yourself because you like I, I be catching myself all the time. Like why am I feel like I want to just get in a trade, and I just made three thousand today. Like it just I don't know. I did a lot of self work, but it's stuff that involving spirituality and meditation and being alone that I feel like I just, I don't know. I, I be feeling in tune with the market. Sometimes I can't explain how I be cutting my losses because it's just like, I've been doing this for a while. And I've only been doing it for four years, but it's just, I don't know. I did a lot of self-work, bro. I yeah. can't really explain it. And I think that's what a lot of people don't realize, right? Mm -hmm. So a lot of people will buy your course. Mm -hmm. They'll get your training. I've helped a lot of people. Like, hey, here's what I'm doing. You know, if yeah. you think I'm doing something special, here's what I'm doing, Man, right? I should show them game. Exactly. Um, but people forget that just because I'm telling you what I'm doing, that don't mean that you can do how do it how I do it. Thank you. Because you know a lot. I know what I know. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times it can be something that it can be a small thing, right? Yeah. That you learned way back when, like always check your four-hour candle, see how that looks before you enter, right? It could be something mm -hmm. small like that, just using that as an example. Right. And naturally, you know, when you're putting your course together, you won't see that as a main thing that's in your strategy. Right. But in that particular trade, your instinct may say, check the four-hour candle, because yeah. it's, you know, you, you mm -hmm. know, it's a little iffy, right? <laughs> yeah, facts. And people will get upset and be like, well, you just did something different. Why did you do that? You know, you didn't put that in the course. But again, trading is it's something that is developed it's over, time, over time. And you pick up little things. Yeah, you have a set strategy, a set approach. But sometimes you can't 
experience that's it. is something that you got to get. That you got to get. You can't buy that. Yes. And everything we've learned shape how we approach the market. Yeah. So, and every trade is unique, exactly. right? Exactly. So, like, when you deal with students or you deal mm -hmm. with people that'll message you and be like, Doyle, I watched this YouTube video or Doyle, I got the course or Doyle, mm -hmm. we did a one-on-one. -on -one. And mm -hmm. the way you said it, it didn't play out like that. Mm -hmm. I missed this one thing. Like, how do you enlighten them? Um... Honestly, because first of all, I asked him, like, send me the setup. Now, if the setup was right and they still lost, I would tell them that that was a losing trade. Because I still lose trades that still line up. Everything line up. Four hour, one hour, 15 minute, five minute, every line up. And I still lose. That's a part of the business. It's all a numbers game. Trading is not just, okay, I got a strategy. It's going to work. You got to have a, a, a test of numerous of setups. And you will see how good you is with, with your system. So it's all a numbers game. Um. I don't, every losing trade don't have to have an explanation. Just lose. But this is trading. This is the business. Once people accept that you will lose money in trading, <laughs> then you will be relief when you do lose. But okay, I got my stripe. Let's go to the next setup. Yeah. So um, I just tell all my students that like, if they take a setup that loses and everything lined up, I'll be like, okay, charge it to the game. If I took the same setup, we losing together. I just took the same setup. So you got to just take the good with the bad when it comes to trading. Yeah. Sure. Don't think everything is going to be beautiful all the time. It's just not. It's not like that. I wish it was. Then I, we would. I wouldn't even. It would have took me way faster. Yeah. To get to this level. So yeah. it's it's a process. It it definitely is. Um, I definitely want to look in the camera and uh, just give a big shout out to uh, my boy Ralph, Ralph the Trader. He actually introduced me to you early on, early oh, early wow. on. Yeah, yeah. So shout out to my man Ralph. Um, he's definitely going to appreciate this video. Uh, but one thing that um that Ralph told me about you was that, man, his discipline. He, one thing about Doyle, and this is what he say all the time. He say, I don't know about these other cats, but he say, one thing about Doyle, he gonna show you if he lose a trader, right on his Instagram story. Every day. <laughs> <laughs> Every day, you can't make that up. And I'm sending the setups to my students in the Discord, so if I'm sending the setup and we lose, we all lost together. Yes. If we win, we all won together, so. Yeah, you can't make that up. Like I trade, I show all my trades every single morning. I didn't even trade today. Yeah, there was no setups today. Like I didn't catch anything. But tomorrow we're just gonna be ready. It's a new day. Yeah. yeah. So where does that come from? I know one of your favorite books is Trading in the Zone, Mark Douglas, which is one of mine man, as well. Man, I love that book. Man. <laughs> what did it do for you, and how did it shape you being able to stomach a loss? Well, man, that book is. First of all, everybody should read that book. Like straight up, everybody read Trading in the Zone, Mark Douglas. Great book for traders. But um. That book just made me realize how greedy I am. It just really just opened me up. Like, wow, I really just, like, it was like, wow, I really, I'm like, I'm not money hungry, but I hate to lose and I want to maximize the win. Yeah. Once I read that book, I'm like, okay, maybe I should be okay with what the market gives me rather than what I want, you know? So I read that book and that's when I really turned into the scalper that I am today. I'm not going to lie. It really made me just want to just, okay, take what the market gives you. Take 10 pips. Take 15 pips. You don't have to catch that big move. Yeah. And you plant 33 lots. You don't have to. Like, you don't have to catch these little, like, I mean, these long moves. You can catch the small move. So that really made me just content with just taking a profits when I have it. Close it. Take another setup or just walk away, show up tomorrow. So that that book is, it a definitely A lot of people sleep on it, bro. It took a lot of people sleep on it. Yeah. Another one, I don't know if you heard of it, but One Good Trade. One good trade. Have you heard of that one? One good trade. Yeah, no, one I good trade heard, by Mike. Bill. I always get his name wrong, but I think it's Bill of Fury or Phil or Fury or something like that. Mm -hmm. But he owns SMB Capital. 
It's mm. a prop firm, like a traditional prop firm where they actually hire you and pay you a salary okay. and you come in and trade in the office. So um, yeah, he wrote this book, One Good Trade, and it kind of mirrors off of like trading in the zone. So it's like them two is like the best audiobooks for me. But like his whole mindset is because in stocks, they take, bro, like his guys take like 500 trades a day. Like they heavy, yeah, yeah. like they, they moving. <laughs> yeah, I can um, so his good. thing is if you catch a winner, move on to one good trade or look for one more good trade. You know what I mean? Right. So it's a good book. Check it out. No. Um, and if anybody listening, y'all know I always talk about that book. But um, so let's move back a little bit. I am Academy, mm-hmm. right? Um, you got introduced to that. Mm-hmm. I think it was you had a relative's boyfriend or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like, how did that come? In, how did <laughs> that come so, about? It's it's crazy how I got into it. Yeah. Um, I made I made a video on my YouTube channel about how I seen the first MT4, mm-hmm. but that's not how I got into IML. Uh huh. How I got into IML, it was this recruiter from Dallas. Um, he was like a millionaire, but he already was making money. So. I seen him um, on Facebook mm-hmm. talking about this, and I'm just like, okay, what is IML? Let me do some little research on it. Um, I did a little bit of research, and they said that they were showing people how to trade. So um, I ended up signing up under him, because you got to sign up under a person to even join it. They don't have a website where you can just type in IML. No, you got to sign up under him. Which is like red flag number one Man. that we never noticed, right? <laughs> Literally. We pay attention to that part, but Literally. go ahead. Yeah, so I signed up under him. And um, he wanted me to recruit. I literally just wanted to trade. I was in there for like four months and I just left. But um, I appreciate the opportunity with IML. I don't know bad blood because I, I, mean, I wouldn't know anything about trading if I didn't at least get the basis from IML. So yeah. I'm not going to bash him too much. A lot of us come from IML. Absolutely. But yeah, that's, that's how I got an IML through him on Facebook. And I joined, his, I joined under his link mm-hmm. in there for four or five months and I left. So, so he was only there four or five months? Yeah, four or five months. That was it. So what was that process? You was in like the, I forgot what they call it. It was IML TV. Yeah. Um, so I was like, I had one instructor named Tyrone Foster. He was teaching like basic like structure support and resistance, like just basic stuff. Um, I was really making a lot of money. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. At that time, I'm super new. I had like a $200 account just trying to just get the feel for the market. But um, yeah, I wasn't really doing too much. I, it wasn't a lot of growth. I just was just soaking everything in so anything was new to me so it wasn't really growth it was just okay let me just learn this learn that learn that but i wasn't really going anywhere i was going in circles so So were you live trading like with the educator did they have that at that time yeah yeah they did have live trading i used to hop on on his calls and um he used to call out trades we used to well we wasn't winning a lot i'm not gonna lie to you was losing but um, i was on there just placing trades i was on demo a little bit went on live a little bit but it was just i just saw the game i'm not gonna lie i just saw like okay they want me to rely on indicators. Nothing wrong with indicators, not something like you could trade indicators, but it would just, I need to know why I'm doing something. Why am I getting in right here? Like not just because the EMAs are crossing, like no. So I just needed more information. So that's why I left. I'm like, no, I gotta be more. I agree. And bro, like I'm right with you. Um, You know, I often say that my time with I Am Academy, like even though my, okay, my first experience was like yours, you know, Mm -hmm. I signed up with a friend Mm-hmm. And, you know, he came into it, you know, I got to give him credit, my man Ron, he mm-hmm. came into it just like, just doing what they said do, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, he didn't really know that it was all about marketing. He was just like, bro, you know, I made some money trading live and, you know, they telling me to recruit. So he was just doing what he was told to do. And mm-hmm. so I came in, but I knew, you know what I mean? And I think when you have that entrepreneurial mind, you can peep game. You can yeah. be like, okay, I see the business model. Mm-hmm. So I knew. So I ended up getting out like within a couple of days. Oh, you, uh, oh, you was yeah, just like No, that. but here's the thing, though. <laughs> I signed back up with my mentor, Clarence. So shout out to Clarence. Um, mm-hmm. 
but he actually taught us. So oh, okay. like all the stuff we did was outside of IM, but we used the harmonic scanner because that was the easiest way for him to teach us. Mm, like, okay. all right, guys, like you got your take profit ones, all that stuff. So he taught us off the scanner mm -hmm. in order to familiarize us with what trading is. And then, you know, I slowly weaned off the trading view. So, you know, I did have a good experience, okay. but I'm like you, like it was a great place to get the foundation yeah, and yeah. what's possible and then move forward. Um, my question to you, do you sometimes feel like, man, it's overwhelming? Because you too, you too, like man, for real, when bro. you was working on your FIB strategy, you had started teaching some people. Yeah. You, you started showing some people. Absolutely. And now you're doing something completely different yeah. from the FIB strategy. Yeah. How was that process for you? That transition, okay, first of all, let, let me just, let's go all the way back to when I first started <laughs> yeah, the channel. Let's do let's it, go all the way back please. to when I first started the channel. When I first started the channel, it was all FIBs. Like the first year and a half, FIBs, okay? Once I started getting good at supply and demand, then that's when I started trading supply and demand. Now, people ask me, why did you make a course? I didn't even have a course the first eight months when I had the YouTube channel. I was just giving free game the whole time. Fibonacci, okay, how you do this? How you do that? Different time frames, all free. I started trading live um, on YouTube and posting the, the supply and demand setups on YouTube. So I'm showing them like me catching supply and demand setups on YouTube. And then people are like, you don't got a course? Like, you don't have anything? And then I literally, that, that first video that I recorded live, I put in the comment section. I'm like, dude, people want me to make a course. People was hitting like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's when I made the course. I had the YouTube channel for eight months, didn't have no course at all. Cause I'm giving away free games. I'm showing what's working for me. Yep. So um, yeah, that transition from Fibonacci to supply and demand, because people are like, bro, why you stop? You gave us a, a BS strategy, you know? It's just like, I figure out what's working better. I'm just gonna be honest. If I would have stayed at Fibs, it would have. I mean, I feel like I would still be making money, but supply and demand is just better. I'm just that's just my opinion. So if I have something that works better, why would I just do both? Just stick to one thing, master one thing. So the transition was a little bit weird. A lot of people DM me like, "Bro, why did you uh, stop trading Fibonacci and go to supply and demand?" I just told them like, um, I didn't want to see the market one way, and this is obviously working better for me. So that's why I transitioned. But it's definitely like overwhelming. Yeah. Like being an educator is super overwhelming. It makes you sometimes like, bro, like, I don't need to do this. Like, come on. I don't need to do it. Like, why am I doing it? Especially like, when you don't need the money, bro. I don't like, man, listen, it's overwhelming. Like, yeah. That's all I can say. Yeah. And it's just like, people be thinking that we need them. Yeah. I think people be thinking that we need to educate. We yeah. don't. We do this so other people can get put on, and then you just disappear and you go off and you you help somebody else. We yes. just we just reaching other people so they can reach more people. So yes. people can get out of their situation because there's just a lot of poverty going on. So yes. it's just like, okay, being an educator is cool, but it gets stressful over time because people don't, they don't understand that you have a, a thousand people that's hitting you up. Your, your DMs is slammed, Instagram, uh, YouTube. It's just a lot. So mm -hmm. it just, I don't know. I think the people that are consuming, it's not even their fault that they're being selfish because I do the same thing. Yep. If I'm learning, like I don't care about what you got going on. I'm trying to get to the next level. So I feel people, but people got to understand, like the, the instructor, the mentor, whoever, they are human. Yep. They are human. They have real life problems, family issues, everything. Like we deal with, I'm pretty sure you can deal with the same thing you that I deal do. with. Yep. And it's just like, people got to understand that we're still a human being and like, it's just a lot. I can't even really explain. It's, it's just a lot, a lot bro. when it it's comes a to lot. educating, bro. And then I think also, and then you got the other half, which I'm sure you dealt with this too. They say, oh, like, you just, you know, I'm looking back on your video. You only been trade eight months. It's only been a year. Like, what qualifies you to exactly. start a course? 
And exactly. I think what people fail to realize is nobody, well, I don't know, maybe it is some people that it's their intention. Like they got the whole game plan mapped out. Oh, I'm going to do yeah. a YouTube channel for a little bit. Yeah. Then I'm going to build a course. Maybe for some people, that's what it is. That was never my plan. Th that, I don't think people understand. Like when plan. you add value, when you really add value to people, people going to want more of you. The whole purpose of my channel was to document what I'm doing. Come on. That's it. Yeah. It's not, oh, go buy what I have going on. Or you don't have to buy anything. I'm good. Yep. But even when I was in that period where I was trying to get to the next level, I don't, I didn't ask nobody to sign up anything. I have my Instagram, website, and my Discord. And you can choose whether I never, oh, make sure you guys buy my. No, I don't care about that. <laughs> yep. But if that's what you want to do, then go ahead. But I'm not going to just keep promoting something when I don't need you. Yep. I need me. I need me to be straight. I need me to be back testing week by week so I can catch these setups. So it just, I just feel like if you start a YouTube channel and you want to create content and then at the, and your end goal is to like have a course, it's nothing wrong with that, but go in, go into it with good intentions. Yep. Like don't just be trying to finesse people. That's not, no, we're not trying to do that. Yep. And we're not forcing people to buy anything from us. That's by choice. That's by choice. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So, yeah. I, I, I just totally understand it. And I'm happy that you're adding clarity on that because I just, bro, I just think a lot of people miss their blessing because yeah. they caught up on, oh, another course, right? Yeah. This could be the course that can change your life. Bro, I've spent thousands of dollars on courses and every single one of them has built me up to this point. Every single one you of them. You can take little bits and pieces from other people. Doesn't mean you got to use all that they teach. It might be one thing and be like, okay, I'm using Fibonacci, but he just says something about like gaps or something, or something just completely different. It just might intrigue you to just add that to your system. Now you creating your own system. It's other systems that you're throwing into make your own system. So I just feel like people just need to, like the courses, like it get a bad rep, but you don't know what you can get out of it. Don't you literally just don't yep. know what's in it until you get it. Bro, I'm know? here right now doing this with you, thinking on this big level, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Because of a course, because of a YouTube course. I got a YouTube mentor mm -hmm. that just, change change my perspective like mm -hmm. it's not even what he taught me about youtube because i could have just found some videos on that same stuff yeah but it's the mindset that he gave me mm -hmm. on how to view this if you love creating media mm -hmm. you invest in it you treat it like a business you treat your guests right you know you reach out to people that you want to interview you don't settle for people that got followings but you don't trust their integrity exactly you know what i mean exactly and bro. so i wanted to bring that up about you bro i'm happy that you didn't respond to me the first time because um, it showed me about how important it is that, you know, what you stand next to yeah. and what you present to your audience matters to you. It showed yeah. me more about your heart yeah, than anything bro. else. And I, I really, I really appreciated that. Yeah. Um, I really did. Like when you first reached out to me, like I did see the message. I'm gonna be real. Like, I saw the yep. message. I'm just like... I don't know him. Like yep. I, don't, I don't trust him. Like I, I don't know what what is his point in reaching out to me, because I'm just like okay, like he's up and coming. Not saying I'm like better than you. Like I, I like we're still human beings. Yeah. Like like I'm not better than nobody. But it's just like okay, what is the motive? I always gotta go into things with discernment. Like I'm not gonna just be around people for just no reason. Everything everything is premeditated. Yep. So. Like when I first saw that you DM me, like, bro, like get on my podcast. Like, I feel like you're doing a great thing. You're doing amazing things. Like, I, I considered it, but I'm like, let's just wait and see how is he as an individual. Like, I was watching you the whole time. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not, I'm gonna be honest. Like, I'm, 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 I'm literally watching your, your Instagram. Like, okay, like he's being consistent. He's posting every single day. He's actually taking his craft serious. So that's the people that I wanna be around. I wanna be 
be around people that's passionate about what they do. And they're not trying to finesse people. They're trying to really help the culture move forward because we're behind. Like, yep. that's what people don't understand. We're actually behind. So, Absolutely. like, once I saw that you really trying to help people, you got to, like, a, like, you really care about helping people. So, it's just like, okay, like, I, I with that. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cuss. No, it's just, my, my bad. But, yeah, like. I, I know he really watched the podcast. <laughs> See, boy, nah, my bad. That always blurred out the cuss words. But, nah, that's all good. Be you. I want you to yeah, be you. Go my, ahead. My yeah. bad. But, no. Nah, I appreciate nah, that. No, definitely. Like, I just, <laughs> I don't like working with everybody. Yeah. Um, I have met up with other traders, and it just, I get a feel for them, and I watch yeah. them. I don't, I'm be completely honest. I watch a lot of traders, and I see yeah. what they do, what do they preach, and I see the reviews. Like, people are not going to keep making bad videos about you if you are, um, if you're doing the right thing, you're not going to have bad videos about yeah. you. So, yeah. it's just like, I do a lot of research, and I know that if I be around wrong people, that can turn, like, hurt me, mm -hmm. like, you know? So, I'm very careful on doing business with certain people, but... And I appreciate yeah. that. And I also want to give a shout out to Charlene FX. She spoke highly about you. No, shout out to Charlene FX. Yeah, 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 man. She spoke very highly about you. She always, she always speak highly about you. Um, you know, I reached out to you the last time and I said, look, man, like, I know, I know it gets overwhelming. Like, I was like, I already yeah. understand that you don't want to do it. But I said, listen, whenever you're ready, bro, we're ready for you. And it's like, I already know, bro. Yeah, I, you know I know, go, bro. I know what it's like. Yeah, and I bro. just the reason I'm attracted to what you're doing is because you got the heart. You know what I mean? Like, you got the heart to just look, look, y'all. Just what it is. This is what I and did, and this it. is what it is. You like, know what I mean? Literally. That's what it is. So it's like, Not and I know I'm kind of like, that's what it does. Oh, <laughs> but we click it right now. We're on the nah, same yeah, thing. Right but yeah, man, I'm just like, bro, just so thankful for that. Just so thankful for you being here and just wanted to put that out there. Like, I want the people to know, like, these things just don't happen because, oh, you got a podcast and Doyle got a course or Doyle got things that's available to trade or Doyle want to build his following up or he's looking out for me. Like these are real relationships and real things that have to be yeah. built. Nobody's yeah. giving nobody nothing. Nobody's exchanging money. These are real things to be built. And look, like this is being done for you guys yeah. to get content, to have a conversation that maybe is something that Doyle says that can encourage you. So that's what it's about. Um, so right. you talk about your sister a lot. Yeah. You know, in some of your videos. Sister, How important man. is she to your life? I know that y'all was in depth on that Fibonacci strategy. Y'all yes, yes. used to go in yes, on that. Yes, sir. So how important is your sister to your journey? And what has she done to help you get to this spot? Um, so we, okay. So I don't even know where to start. Okay, so when I was first training Fibonacci, we did not live in the same household. I had my own apartment by my college. She was back in Detroit. She wasn't there. But we used to be on the phone all the time while we was at work together. I used to call her, like we both worked at factories. Mm. I call her, we'd just be chopping it up for like at least seven hours, I'm not gonna lie. Like the whole shift, we'd be on the phone. And I'd be telling her like, bro, you should, we should do this when we get off work. Cause we worked the same shift. So like we'd be like practicing Fibonacci or whatever. But um, she ended up straying away from Forex a little bit. She still trades, but she don't take it as serious as I am. Like mm. I would just like, I'm still doing it. Like whether you're not doing it or not, I'm still gonna do it. But she definitely played a big role um, with me reaching the next level because she actually paid for me to get into IML. She wow. paid that fee. It was really a birthday gift. I'm not going to lie. That's dope. I wanted, That's dope. I wanted to get IML and she paid for that. So it was just like, dang. So was she your older sister? Yeah, she's my older sister. Okay. Yeah. That's dope. Yeah. And is she still in Detroit or she's here with you? She's too? still in Detroit. She's still in Detroit. Yeah. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, so now it's supply and demand. Love supply and demand. When did that come into play? And when did that click for you? Like, how did it click for <sighs> um, you? 
Because I was trading fibs and supplying them at the same time. I'm just okay. trying to see which one is making more money. That's because we're really in it for the money. Yeah. Trading, we're trying to take our capital to the next level. So um, it was about, I'll probably say like a year and like eight months in of fibs. Then I was like, okay, let me try to implement supplying them. In. Let me see how, how I can critique it. Uh, traded on different time frames. I done traded it on 15 minute, 30 minute time frames, but I like the five minute. The five mm -hmm. minutes just, I like to just be in and out. I want my money as fast as possible. Let's just get it in and out. But um, yeah, supply and demand, like, I just feel like it's just really just good. I can't, it's just, you, like, I don't know. Do you trade supply and demand? I, I mean, bro, I don't know if I do, if I don't. So my, like, trading strategy is, is just very simple, bro. I mark up key levels based on, like, daily highs, weekly highs, lows, things like that. Mm -hmm. And I literally look for reversal patterns at those levels. Mm -hmm. And then I trade a break and retest off that. That's literally all I That's do. all you do? Okay. Yeah. So it could be like some of my zones could be supply and demand, like those daily lows, things. Those mm -hmm. are most likely supply and demand zones. Mm -hmm. uh, but I just view it as that, bro. Like I literally just look for reversal patterns and wait for a break and retest of the next support mm -hmm. or supply and demand zone. And then I take it from there. Oh, That's okay. it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. So five minute chart, like mm -hmm. when did you, have you always traded the five minute when you were doing film? When I, when I was trading Fibonacci, it was only the 15 minute. Um, I felt like the 15 minute was just good with fibs, but um, I used to get faked out a lot on a 15 minute. Now you can get faked out a lot, a lot on a five minute, but mm -hmm. um, it's easier to get your one to one, one or two easier on a five minute chart. And it took me a while to really get comfortable with the five minute because a lot of people say a lower time frame is way more noisier. I disagree. I feel like the five minute can be the start of a new trend for the one hour. Mm. So um, I don't know. Like it took a while. I was losing a lot of money. Like I was still trading fibs, but I was still testing supply and demand just to see, okay, how can I get better with this? Mm. But I'm still trading live account, trying to grow my account with fibs. And then once I start growing my account with both, I just ditch fibs. I'm good with supply and demand. So yeah, yeah that's really. So it's it. literally no indicators at this point. Like, no, 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 no. no. Just... I, I mean, I still use uh, moving averages, but oh, that's okay. literally it. The 13 EMA, the 50 SMA, and the 200 EMA. That's bro, I think the, the 50 is just standard, bro. Yeah, like that's that, yeah. Bro, like, you can't get away from it. <laughs> you can't go Because that's what bro. I look for too. Like that'll let me know if it's a good trade or not. Like I'm looking for a nice engulfing coming above, just yep. peaking above that 50 EMA. Yeah. Or, or you know, you could do the simple. You know, yeah. moving or whatever, and then I get a pullback and I'm in there. So yeah, bro, I think that 50 is just standard. I mean, it's the trend. So um, mm -hmm. what else, man? Um, so as far as trading, like when did it get to the point where you were like, okay, I can quit this job? Because I mean, I think we just came up on April 5th. We just came up to what the two or three year anniversary since you quit the job. Yeah, damn. How See, do you know that, bro? How do you know that? Come on, we. How do you know that? That's crazy. I do not interview anybody that I don't have an interest in. How do you know? That's I'm, I'm just being honest with you, okay, bro. I, I really I'm going to study. It. I have to have an interest. I have to be a fan. I don't just bring people for that, bro. I'm just being real. April 5th. April 5th. So talk to me about it. <laughs> <laughs> Quitting my job. Um, a lot of people don't really understand, but um, I was documenting my trades every single day while I was in my job. A lot of people that follow me for years know, like they saw me clocking into my job. I would record me being at my job walking to my car, showing my trades every single day. So I've been doing what I've been doing for years. Mm -hmm. just, a lot of people just haven't picked up on it. But um, when I finally quit my job, <laughs> like it's, it's like it's like an emotional day because it's like, dog, this is the day that I've really been waiting on. Yeah. Like, I've been waiting just to just work for myself. Like I've been building up this capital, building up my account. I'm like, man, okay, like I, I, I had a, a plan before I even quit. I'm like, okay, I need my account to be this, this large. I need to have... 
um, this put aside. I need to have at least one extra stream of income to the side in case something happens because I'm prepared to. I'm trying to do this for the long haul. I'm mm-hmm. not trying to like quit my job, go back to my job. So when I quit my job that day, I'm like, bro, are you really ready for this? Because I I pay attention to other successful entrepreneurs, mm. and they say that entrepreneurship is harder than working a nine to five. Absolutely, like it's way harder. You got to be disciplined. You got to wake up, show up, no excuses. Nobody cares. No yep. emotion, like none of that. So when I quit my job and I, and I clocked out and I went to my car, I sat in my car for a little bit. Like mm. it was just me. I just didn't record another. I'm just like, okay, Doyle, you doing this for real? Like, don't try to back out of it. Don't be afraid. Like, whatever you've been doing, you might have to get a little bit more uncomfortable. Even though you are uncomfortable now because you have no stable income. Mm. But you sign up for this. But yeah. this is what you want. So it's kind of like scared, but I'm excited. Yeah. It's yeah. like, man, like, okay, this is what I want, but am I ready for it? F it. Let's yeah. do it. Let's yeah. do it. Yeah. So um, I drove I drove home that day. I And I, I regret doing this, but I didn't let them know that I quit that day. Mm. I just walked out. It was it was really like an ignorant move. Yeah. I should have just gave them the two weeks. But I was just so... I was just so miserable at my job. I was just like, I don't want to talk to them no more. And it was like, I got the power to just do this. Yeah. You know what I mean? It wasn't really, I, I really didn't want to flex on them. Like, man, I'm working for myself now. Yeah. But it was just, I'm just, I don't want to have any attachments to this job no more. I don't want to talk to them, block their number, block my supervisor number. I'm good. I'm on my own. I'm on my own. But it's definitely scary though. That's, yeah. that's one thing I can say. It's definitely scary because you don't know when you're going to get paid. Yeah. You don't know. But one thing know. is for sure. And you have alluded to it, but it's like the work you put in every day will show up in the future. It's, the work is going to work. Yep. Like always. Always. Like people, you can't fake the work that you put in. You can't mm-hmm. fake that. If you keep repetitively doing something, okay, he, he didn't put in a lot of time. It shows. It shows yeah. every single time. It so shows. Whatever craft that you're doing, over time, you're going to get better. Whether you're doing photography, whether you're doing podcasts, you're going to get way colder in your podcast. Yep. I'm going to get way better next year in trading. So it just... The results is going to show, regardless. People can say whatever they want to say, but the work is going to show if you put it in. Period. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I know QBanks was a big inspiration for you early on. Yeah. Um, and somebody that you looked at, and he was like, "Yeah, man, um, you, you were actually going to save up for his course." Yeah. Yeah. I was going to buy his course, but I didn't have seven hundred fifty dollars. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, let me just get fifth a lot course. Yeah. So nah, but nah, definitely like. If I had the 750, I probably would have bought his course. Yeah. But I just didn't have it at that time. So he has a quote I remember from a video where he said, you can't hide the money. You know, the money going to show some way. <laughs> you know? So <laughs> looking at your car in Detroit when you were working at Warehouse, Ooh. what type of car did you have? I had a 2013 Chevy Sonic. 2013 Chevy. But that was before. That was, because I had a car more worse than that. I had a 2000 Chrysler Series. Mm. No heat in there. No, ooh, in Detroit. Ooh, in Detroit. Ooh. Midwest, it get cold. You had to bring the portable boy in there? You had to get your portable <laughs> heater and bring it in no, there? No, I didn't know. I had nothing. I had my coat on. Ooh, wow. It was cold, man. So to now, you're in Miami. Miami. And I think you gifted yourself on your birthday. Was that last year? Yeah, that was last that, year. Last year. Yep. And what you driving? For those that don't know, what you driving now? I mean, it's not nothing too crazy. Yeah, yeah, it's but not what you driving? I got a, a 2019 BMW i8. Mm, beautiful. So, yeah. With the doors. With the doors. Ooh, beautiful. <laughs> when you went to purchase that, right? Yeah. What type of feeling was that, bro? Honestly. I didn't feel it till I drove off with it. Mm. I'm not going to lie. I test drove it. Um, the dealership actually thought I was like playing because I put like 70000 down and they thought I was like, wasn't going to come back with a check. 
And uh, the guy, shout out to John, John Toscanio. He, if you're watching this, shout out to you. He let me know that everybody in there thought I was playing. Because mm. I was like one of the youngest dudes. That's a showroom car. They think I'm really coming in there playing. I'm like, no, I want this car. I test drove it. I said, I'm come back tomorrow with a check. Came back the next day with a check. Drove off with it. I didn't feel it until I got on the freeway. Because I, I bought it from um, West Palm Beach. Mm -hmm. I drove back to Miami with it. And I'm just like, man, you really doing it. <laughs> That's all I can say. That's all I can say. Like, man, you really doing it. Cause you made you, it. You like, what? Yeah. You coming from Chevy Sonic, yeah. factory worker, making 400 a week. Now you, well, you making 4,000 in a day, 2,000 in a day. Like you on another whole level that probably nobody in your family ever reached. So it's kind of scary cause you can't go to nobody cause you're on this such high level. Yeah. So it was, it was surreal when I drove off. That's was, amazing, bro. Yeah. But again, you can't hide the money. You can't fake the results. You, you can't. The taste increases, but when you look at, okay, I want to buy a car, or, or I want to treat my, oh, we good? Okay. <laughs> no, I thought that was, I thought that was Isaac. Oh, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I thought that was Isaac telling me. So, yeah, yeah. No, no, you good, you good. I thought that was Isaac telling me something. Cause I see hair, he got hair. That's why, but you good, bro. Uh, so, um, yeah, like you can't hide the money. You can't fake it or nothing. Yeah. And so when you think about buying a car, right, and then, uh, you know how we budget, like, all right, like I only want to spend this amount of what I got stashed. Mm -hmm. And then you look at it and you be like, that amount is a lot. You know what I mean? And so people that don't manage money will look at a purchase like that and be like, oh, he's spending all his money. But they don't understand that when you look at a percentage of what you have stashed, and you say, this is what I, this is the percentage I'll spend. And you look and you see that that percentage is bigger, way bigger than what it was. Like what? You cannot hide the money. I'm not going <laughs> to buy a, look, I'm not going to buy a car if I'm not financially straight. I'm yep. like, even though like this is my first time ever having large sums of money, I'm still smart about it. I'm yep. not going to just get something if I, I don't have no other investment, no other money coming in. I'm not going to do that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, when I, when I put 70,000 down, I'm just like. Are you ready to be spending this type of money? Like, this is crazy. Like It's shocking, but bro. But yeah, it was just like, I knew I had money to the side and I just felt like I deserve it. You deserve it. And you that's know? it. That's it. So I, one of the first things I did in uh, 2021, hitting in 22, when I first was getting those consistent payouts trading, I'm like, I got the strategy. It mm. works. I'm here. I'm, you know, making money is... You know, I wanted to go to a heat. I'm a huge basketball fan. Mm -hmm. And I was going to get season tickets this year, but thank God I didn't because they was trash. Yeah, they year. trash. Yeah, they were trash, <laughs> trash this year. But um, in 2022, uh, that 21-22 season, they was on point. Like, they mm -hmm. went to the finals. That's what, No, no. They went to Eastern Conference Finals, lost to Boston. Yeah. Game mm -hmm. seven. I was at that game. But anyway. I wanted to go to that game. Bro. Oh, man. I wish you would have met that we game. We was about to go to that game. Oh, yeah. Y'all was, was about to go, go to that yeah. game. Yeah, we was about to go. Bro, so I did like, I think, eight games, bro. All mm -hmm. Behind the bench, behind the bench every game. I spent thousands of dollars on seats. Yeah, I, and, I know exactly and, how much it costs, bro, too. And my wife, bro, she said, do it. Those the exact words you said, she said, you deserve it. Because when we looked in the account, like the money that was coming from Forex, it was extra, bro. We put aside and did what the CPA said, and we put the money for taxes, mm -hmm. yeah. and then we covered the things that we needed to cover. But I needed to reward myself, yeah. you know what I mean, for just staying down with this skill because this was different for me. Yeah. And even though I didn't make six figures in a year and it wasn't an extravagant, it's like because my household already run off my business, mm -hmm. you know what I mean, anything from Forex was just a surplus. Bonus. It was a bonus. Yeah. So my wife was like, no, nah, you don't need to put that and put it in our savings. Like, we good. Go reward yourself. But I go do, I did eight games that season, bro. Ooh. Eight games. We never, and then on, I think one playoff game, I took my wife. But bro, I never set beyond 
behind the bench. Never. Not in one game. And the crazy thing about that, you meet different people the, over there, too. Bro, trying to that's, tell you. It's, it's a different, and it's that's what, and I was just going to allude to it's that. different. In your car right now, how many different, like, conversations are you having now because you're in that car? You segue right into my, I was saying that to come into that. See, so go that, ahead. That's crazy. That's it. When you buy, and I hate, I hate that humans are like this, but mm -hmm. we're just like this. Mm -hmm. We, we, we like material things. Mm -hmm. We do. I like nice stuff. I'm pretty sure you like nice stuff too. I do. But when you buy more expensive things, you get put in a different tax bracket. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, how can he afford that? Mm -hmm. Now, now conversations are starting to pick up. You at the gas station, people, oh, what do you do? Okay, you meet people in a club, you pull up, valet, now they like, oh, what do you, oh, take my number now. I'm connecting with people out here just off of having that car. Now, is that, was that the goal? I just like the nice car, but the car attracts people. So it just, just like how you sat in the, in the Miami game right behind the seat, you probably next to somebody that make a million dollars. Everybody in my row, everybody, the guy that sat next to me owns the cement company that supplied the cement to build the arena. <laughs> he's, See been what I'm a, he's been a season ticket holder since the beginning. The guy on the other end owns a holding company that supplies the fragrances you smell when you walk into the W, Marriott, and some other hotels he said. These different type of people, right? Different type of people, bro. And, yeah. they, and, and the thing I love about them is they friendly. They human. Who are you? What's your name? Yeah. The man wife was leaning on me. You would think she wanted to come on with me. That's how friendly they was. Like, I met, they was just. <laughs> I met a guy. Um, I got some floor seats in a Pistons game in Detroit. That's mm. when I first started getting some Come on, come on. I got some floor seats at a Pistons game. And it was a um, a nurse, but he was a mobile nurse. He was like city to city nurse. He was making money. He making 10K a week. Yeah. He's like, oh, oh, I got season tickets to the Pistons game. I just came here with my wife, showed me a wife. And I, I exchanged numbers with him. Why well, I'm still friends with him to this day. It's crazy. Like, I'm telling you, like, putting yourself in position, you got, but you got to have something going on. You cannot yeah. buy something out, outside of your means. Yep. Make sure that's your bracket. Don't, that's, your bracket. that's not lie. That yep. got to be your bracket. Once you're in a bracket, you start meeting people that's in your same bracket too. And that can create opportunities. So, like, definitely floor seats, nice car, nice club, nice restaurants. Yeah. You can meet nice. And we in Miami, so you already know. You already know. You bro. already know. Big finesse city, but but you, you can definitely meet some people. Definitely. You can definitely meet some good people. Oh, uh, man, as we wind down, bro, when you think about um the future of Doyle, mm -hmm. right? And we spoke a little off camera about that next level for you. Mm -hmm. um, what do you see as you evolve? Because you've gotten to the point again where Forex is, you got that skill set, right? Yeah. It is the money multiplier. You've made it. You know What's that next level? Because you came to Miami to push yourself. Yes. What's that next level for Doyle? Um, I want to say this. I'm, I, I feel like I made it, but I still have a lot more work to do. I'm still only 25. I'm not 40. I don't own a Fortune 500 business. I don't, you know, I'm not doing business with people overseas. Like, I'm just here. Like, I'm just present. So I don't want to say I just made it just yet. Yeah. I'm not, I, like, my mom still work. Why does she still work? I'm still, I'm, I, levels. Mm. Like, I haven't retired her yet. Like, if, like, a woman that I'm with right now, like, she's still working. She's not, you know, so I still have a lot of levels to hit before I can say I just really made it. But as um, far as like the future uh, with me, um, I'm not really sure. I'm going to just let life just push me in the right opportunity. Um, I know I want to keep creating content because a lot of people connect with me. Just the story, the relatability, just how the way I come, like 
how I approach things, people really relate to. So I feel like I'm gonna still be making content probably in the next five years. It may not be Forex. I may, like we talked about off camera, I may mm -hmm. start my own podcast, whatever. Yes. But and I'm encouraging him to do it, y'all. <laughs> yeah, I might, I might make my own podcast, but um, I'm not really sure. I'm just gonna use the Forex profits, invest into other businesses, make this passive income come from Forex, and then see where life takes me. I, I don't really know. I'm still young at the end yeah, of the day, so I'm are. just I'm present. I'm grateful. And I just want to just let the opportunity come when it comes. But I'm going to be ready because yeah. when it comes, you got to be ready. So I'm going to be ready whenever the opportunity comes. But I really don't know. Yeah. I really don't know. Um, uh, so, so you mentioned you have a, you have a lady in your life. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, a, a, a lady that has definitely been helping me mentally. Yeah. Because this is a new environment. Like I'm in Miami by myself. No family, no friends. Like, and I'm, and I'm networking with other entrepreneurs. I don't really like hanging out with people that I can't make money with or do business with. Correct. Like, I'm just really focused because I know I can make one wrong decision and it could cost me everything. Mm. So I'm really, really careful on who I bring around, who I talk to, who I share information with. But she really been like, okay, like you shouldn't do that. Okay, you having a meet and greet this year, you should do it like this. And she's really just keeping me like leveled out, keeping me just, because I, I, I do have like anxiety and I'm, I be stressed out about stuff. Yeah. But that's just personal stuff that I'm dealing with. Yep. So, I mean, she just be in my ear like, just you good. Like you done did a lot. You still 25. Like don't stress too hard. It's people that's younger than you that wish they was in your position. They don't even know how stressful it is to be in your position. So mm -hmm. just take every day, one day at a time. So mm -hmm. I give a lot of credit to her. She know who she is. Like she yeah, just absolutely. be, she just be there, you know? So, and you um, need that. Everybody needs that. Yeah. My next question, do you see marriage in your future? Yeah. Love it. Yeah, Love it. definitely. Um, I feel like a lot of people expect me to just be some type of player. Like, I'm just outside all the time. No. I see the most wealthiest men, and they all have wives. Absolutely. All of them. Yeah. And they're making probably the most money than successful single men. So I just feel like marriage is a big deal when you reach a certain level. Mm -hmm. If you're not on that level yet, you shouldn't worry about marriage. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah, I, I believe in marriage for sure. Absolutely. Listen, bro, um, just everything you said is, is facts. My, my wife has made me the man I am today. Um, I don't have my ring on right now. It's just simply say, because, bro. yeah, yeah. It's just simply because <laughs> I'm getting another one. The other one got too small. Yeah. Um, but, um, bro, I'm going to just like, just hands down say that a woman that pushes you and that can deal with and nurture the side of you that nobody sees. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's something valuable. You, you can't know? get that anywhere else. You, no, you can't. And you know, a lot of women can try to duplicate that and be that, but mm -hmm. the person that's meant to be there for you, yeah. because it takes a lot to nurture somebody that is always thinking about the next Man, thing. We can't be in the moment all the time. No. We think about tomorrow, yeah. next week, next five yeah. years. We gotta always be on the go. We can't yeah. just be so comfortable. And so, they have to be able to notice that and slowly remind us yeah. of where we at. Yeah. And if you have something like that, just keep exploring it, bro. Yeah. And you will know when the time is right. So I love that, man. Um, yes, well, I want to definitely say thank you. You know, I definitely want to say that I don't take your time lightly. Um, I definitely want to say that keep going, bro. Um, what you're doing is so much bigger than what we both even know right now. Yeah. You know, and I know you got some ideas on where you want to take it, but bro, we don't even know what's in store, what God has in store, because what he's done already in your life is just amazing, bro. Yeah. And there's so many people, when they watch Doyle Exchange on YouTube, um, 
they see themselves in you. And that's why they cling and that's why they lock in. And, you know, sometimes on this journey, we don't have people that we can scream to in times where we feel pressure and we feel anxiety and we feel, you know, like, man, I'm, man, I'm done with this. I'm tired of the headaches. You know what I mean? Man. We don't have somebody to scream to. Um, but I want to let you know that that's normal yeah. and that's okay. And a lot of times people don't say that that's normal because everybody wants to put a a diagnosis or a stereotype on, oh, a, 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 a quote unquote successful entrepreneur a quote unquote successful entrepreneur shouldn't do this, shouldn't do that. Right. And forget that. You know what I mean? So, bro, I just want to give you some flowers and just build you up and just let you know, man, that um, you've definitely impacted me to want to, you know, um, have you and to watch your content even before I even started putting this podcast out on YouTube. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. um, you're doing something great. I appreciate it. Um, and if you could just leave some words of wisdom for traders that deep inside are entrepreneurs because they got it. A lot of traders got it mistaken. Yeah. They are trying to cover up the entrepreneurial side by yeah. saying, I just want to be a full-time trader. Exactly. When really, exactly. they just want to be in control of their lives. And they, that is a entrepreneur. That's So fact. I want you to speak to that trader, but they really entrepreneur. Speak to them and give them some advice. Before we get out of here. If you get into trading, but deep down, you know that you're an entrepreneur, um, your goal is to just get your time back. That's the number one goal. You're trying to get your time back. So treat trading as a business. Treat it as if it was your kid because you got to cherish it. You got to grow it. Got to water it. Sometimes it may not grow a little bit, but that's okay though. You know what I'm saying? So I just feel like my advice for any entrepreneur that's into trading it's just enjoy the process. Cause I remember when I was at my job and I wasn't making a lot of money. And I'm like, man, one day I'm gonna get out of this. You gotta trust yourself, trust the vision and pray. I don't, like a lot of people don't pray, bro. I don't know why, like our generation, we don't like nobody go to church, nobody pray. I was doing a lot of prayer. Like it was by myself, I go on a jog, pray like, man, something's gonna come up. Something's going to happen. Something is gonna bless me mm. to get to the point where I am financially free. Yeah. So people got to really truly believe and have faith in what they're doing. You yeah. cannot do something and kind of be halfway on the board. Like you got to be full, like all the way on the board. Like you cannot play with it. So um, my advice is just believe in yourself and keep consistently growing. Even if you had a rough week, keep going that next week. It's going to happen eventually. Yeah. For sure. Ladies and gentlemen, Calvin and New Trader, Doyle is in the building, y'all. Uh, this has been another episode. I hope y'all enjoyed it. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Um, we look forward to running into you at the bank one day, but you can't meet us there. You got to beat us there. When we pull up to the bank, Doyle pulling up in the... You already know what he pulling up in. Uh, <laughs> I'll probably just be walking in the bank, walking out. You know what I mean? But when we pull up to that bank, you should already be walking out. Duffel bag on your shoulder, big smile on your face. I believe we all going to be successful. Listen, tell somebody you love them today. Life is too short. God bless you. Until next time. God bless. Peace. Peace. Yeah, I already know.